be here to worship with us this morning. I don't think they heard me. Good morning, everyone. Good morning. That's Good morning. better. <laughs> Let's have everybody rise and we'll start our service with a song this morning. We're going to sing Everlasting God. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord as we wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord our God. You reign forever, our hope, our strong Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord as we wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord, wait upon the Lord, we will wait upon the Lord. Our God, you reign forever, our hope, our strong God, you do not faint, you won't grow weary, you're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need, you lift us up on wings like eagles, strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord as we wait upon the Lord. Strength will rise as we wait upon the Lord. Wait upon the Lord and we'll wait upon the Lord our God. You reign forever. Our hope, our strong deliverer. You are the everlasting God. The everlasting God, you do not think you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak. You comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like eagles. You are the everlasting God. Everlasting God, you do not faint, you won't grow weary. You're the defender of the weak, you comfort those in need. You lift us up on wings like Praise the Lord. It's good seeing everybody this morning. I praise God for each one of you that's here today. It's, I'm looking forward to what God's going to do. It's going to be a great day in God's house. Amen? Yeah. Amen. It's been a good day already in Sunday school, and it's just uh, going to get better. As we go into the go to the Lord in prayer, uh, Miss Diane is not here this morning and not feeling well, and she asked if uh, we would lift her up in prayer today as well. So uh, as we go to the Lord this morning, also if he feels a little muggy, one of the air conditioners, I came up last night, made sure the air conditioner's on, but one of them's gone out. 
but the other one's chugging hard. So hopefully we'll uh, we'll get it. it it'll, it'll keep it cool. But if y'all need me turning the fans on, just wave at me or something. I'll flip the fans on as well. I think I hear somebody's hearing aid. Anybody? Maybe it's mine. <laughs> okay. Y'all y'all hear what I'm hearing? Yes. No? Okay. Everybody hears it. Okay. Uh, it is? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Amen. Huh? Oh, yeah, there you go. Praise the Lord. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father God, we come before you right now. I, I thank you that we can gather in your house. And, it, and like Chris mentioned last week, God, it's nice that we can come in here and laugh and joke with one another, uh, cry with one another, hold one another. But most of all, know that you're here amongst us. For two or three are gathered, you're in their midst. So God, as we have come to worship you this day, may the words that we put forth, may the songs we put forth, the hugs, the handshakes, the prayers, may everything that happens here in this place today be a testimony of your grace and your glory. And may it glorify you as we edify one another, Lord. May your will be done in this house. And may we leave this place today knowing that we have have not just come to church but been filled from the inside out by your Holy Spirit as you've poured it out upon us. In Jesus' holy name we pray. Amen. Hallelujah. It's good seeing everybody this morning. Walk around a second, shake somebody's hand, and just tell them you're glad to see them today in God's house. Amen. You look nice today, Mom. Thank you. Thank all my questions bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all the shadows that fall across my path, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than my confusion, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my questions, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all the giants of fear and unbelief, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than my discouragement, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my questions, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my problems, bigger than all my fears, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. Bigger than all my questions, bigger than anything, God is bigger than any mountain that I can or cannot see. I is current, E is voltage. Okay, guys, as we gather back to our seats. As we gather back to our seats, there really isn't, um, 
We're at that time of the year where we finally have that lull where there's no holidays and such. So there really isn't any announcements today other than there is in there the uh, Thursday night dinner. Well, I encourage you to come and be a part of that. Uh, we have our, our dinner and Bible study on Thursday nights, and the kids have children's Bible study. So I praise the Lord for everyone who comes to that. Other than our Thursday nights, though, right now, I don't believe we, we, we're, in, it, we're in that position, that moment in time. No camps, no Bible study, I mean, no uh, holidays and everything. There's really no announcements to make today. So praise the Lord. I can just turn it right over to Bob. Bob's got our scripture reading this morning. And uh, we made our new list for the year, and Bob's on this one. So you'll see more Bob up here now. So come on up, brother. Let me pray with you. Amen. Father God, I do thank you that Bob was willing to come and be obedient to your will and your word and open your word for us. So God, I pray that you not only use him this morning, but that he feels a peace come over his heart and his life and his body for being used by you. May you just bless him from the inside out, bless his family, uh, be with Shaney, his wife, as he's preparing these things he's going to share with us this year, Lord. And God, I thank you for his willingness to do so. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, brother. Amen. Bless the Lord. I don't know if you were able to see it or not, but there was uh, some pretty disturbing things that came out in the news this week. They talked about how in Virginia, at our nation's capital, um, they started a new program where they start to teach children in, in preschool and kindergarten about homosexuality and how it's appropriate, and they teach them that there's not just male and female, but there are 102 different genders that the kids have to try to memorize in when we think about that, the kids are so confused already, and it's getting even more confused for them. And I feel like that's a lot, of, a lot of trouble in our land that our nation's really troubled right now because when we're teaching kids that wrong is right, they're really um, getting confused and starting down the wrong path. But we don't have to stand idly by. We have this promise from God, and the scripture's from Second Chronicles chapter 7, verses 14 through 16. And it says, if my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their evil ways, then I will hear from heaven. I will forgive their sin and heal their land. My eyes will now be open and my ears attentive to the prayer from this place. So when we think about that, there's a lot of promises in the Bible that say whosoever. But this promise is kind of special because God said, if my people who are called by my name and if someone calls me Corrigan, that's because my father's name was Corrigan. And that's, I'm called by my father's name. And it's the same with God. When he says, if my people who are called according to my name, that implies that we are his children. And he says, if my children, those who are called according to my name, will humble themselves and pray. So there are basically five things that we can gather out of this verse. If we hope for God to heal our land, there are five things that are required. First, there's a personal relationship with God. And like I said, to be called by his name implies that we're his children, that we're to walk humbly, to have a humble disposition, and not to go around like in arrogance and trying to argue with people and starting fights, but to walk humbly, let God's spirit do the talking, and and, uh, we can never go wrong. And then to be in consistent prayer, just like our model Daniel who prayed so fervently three times a day. And we're to seek God's face, and to me that means seeking God's direction in everything that we do if we're actually seeking his face. 
and to turn away from evil. And I think there's another verse that really supports this one, and it's just found in Micah. And if you wouldn't mind bringing up that slide real quick. It says, Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams or with ten thousands of river of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath shown thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require thee but to do justly and to love mercy and to walk humbly with thy God. So again, I think this reinforces the five items that were to be just in our dealings with others, to love mercy and to walk humbly with God. Sorry. Heavenly Father, Lord, we just thank you for the opportunity to gather together and worship in your name, Lord God. And we thank you for the promise of your word that you've given us, Lord. And I just pray that you would give us boldness to um, talk to our friends. And um, Lord God, that we might be able to convince others of the importance of prayer and that we might be able to lift up our, our cry to you, Lord God, that you might heal our land. And just pray that you'd bless this service now and that you would let us hear from you, Lord God, that we might go away from here changed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. It's a really nice guitar, Bob. Thanks. <laughs> she says bigger than I am. <laughs> Pastor says he's a double necker. <laughs> Soon enough, we'll learn to play both instruments all at the same time. That's right. I'll learn to play drums and guitar at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> or. But anyway, whether whether we use instruments or or drums or anything, above all, let's use our voice. And let's sing unto God this morning. We're going to sing God of Wonders. And early in the morning, 
will celebrate the light. And when I stumble in the darkness, I will call your name by night. I will call your name by night. God of wonders beyond our galaxy. You are holy, holy, Lord of heaven and earth, Lord of heaven and earth, hallelujah to the Lord of heaven and earth, hallelujah to the Lord of heaven and earth, hallelujah, to the Lord of heaven and earth. God of wonders beyond our galaxy, you are holy. Lift up 
up on high the name of Jesus and magnify, come glorify Christ Jesus the King. Majesty, worship His majesty. Jesus who died, now glorified, King of all kings. Sing it out. Majesty, worship His majesty. Home to Jesus, be all glory. Sing that again. 
He is our peace. He has broken down every time. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. If you got your Bibles this morning, turn to Matthew. Matthew chapter 16. Also, Psalms chapter 30. I'm going to probably be bringing that up as well. Uh, Stormy and Wendy aren't in service today, but they were in Sunday school. They had She had a uh, some stuff she had to get done for her, her college thing. She had to go home. But he brought up Psalms 30 in Sunday school this morning. It's kind of funny because I said, well, you already brought it up. I don't have to bring it up later. Ah, but he's not here, so you got to hear it anyway. Amen? Matthew 16. We're going to be looking at that. As, as you're turning to Matthew 16, that, actually, let me just set the story up, I should say. In Matthew 16, the the story... Paul and Silas. We'll, we'll touch Matthew 16 in a little bit. Let me just tell you the story first of all. Paul and Silas are on a missionary journey. And they, they are heading out and they're doing what they need to do. God is in the midst of them. And they get into Philippi. And as they're, they're doing the, the evangelistic work, they're spreading the gospel there in Philippi. Initially, everything is going well. They, they are God is blessing. Things are going the way they should go. But then one day... Things change. A certain woman, the Bible says, came up behind Paul and Silas, this fortune teller, as she is called. And she comes up behind Paul and Silas and, and starts proclaiming very loudly for everyone to hear, these men are the bondservants of the Most High God, and that they are proclaiming to you the way of salvation. Now that sounds wonderful. Free advertising, if nothing else. Everywhere they went, this woman was following them around, just proclaiming, these men are the most high bond servants of the Lord, and they are proclaiming the way of salvation. That sounds great that she would do that. However, it went on, and it went on, and it went on. And for days and days, it says, 
this woman followed them around, just yelling it, not once, not twice, not three times, many days the scriptures say. And what appeared at first to be a good thing was becoming a nuisance and a distraction. Things were not, it, it, it sounds like great advertisement, but in reality, people were just, oh, there she is again. And Paul and Silas, they're, they're getting this in their head too. And finally, Paul stops and he turns to her and he casts out the demonic spirit that was filling her. She was delivered, praise God. Cast the spirit out of her and, 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 and now she can believe what she has been proclaiming. Now this seems like this is going to be a wonderful thing. This is great. This is awesome. However, by casting out that evil spirit, she loses her powers of fortune-telling. She can't do that anymore, which is good for her because now she has been saved. She knows who, who Christ is. But that woman was being used by certain men in the community that was making their money off of her. So they get very upset when Paul comes in and, and interrupts their cash flow. They get angry. So they go to Paul and Silas. They, they lay hands on Paul and Silas. They grab them, and they drag them down to the center of the town and, and, and just, just bring them down there, seizes them, and drags them to the marketplace, and, and things start to, to go a little south. It's starting to look bad here now. Well, it gets even worse because as they, they get drugged to town, here's this makeshift court that's set up. And this makeshift court listens to these men that are losing money because of the fortune teller, and so they strip Paul and Silas, and they beat them mercilessly, they, severely, throw them into jail, lock their legs, it says, to the, to the stocks. Their feet were fastened to the stocks. They are not, at this ha- time, having what would seem to be a good day. They're having a bad day. This is, there's a lot of rough stuff going on. And the question I would start out with asking you this morning is, have you ever had one of those kinds of days? Have you ever had one of those days that things just keep on getting bad? When, when, when you first get up and, and you get moving and all of a sudden there's that hint that you know what direction things are starting to turn. One of those days when everything just bad, just, it just seems like one after another hits you. One of those days where you, just, you finally say to your friend, well, at least it can't get any worse. And then it does. We've all probably had those days at one time or not, at one time or another. And, and it was funny. I found some examples of having a bad day as well. There was a, there was in Ontario, Canada. Excuse me. Yeah, London, Ontario. This person is is here in London, Ontario, and he's trying to get to work, and he gets pulled over by a police officer and gets a ticket for speeding. Well, he's upset. He was late for work. He was trying to explain to the cop, the police officer why he was speeding, but the police officer writes him a ticket. Well, he gets so angry that he spins out the tires and rips out off the highway and goes down. Well, the cop pulls him over again, and guess what he does? He gets another speeding ticket and now one for excessive noise as well. That's a bad day. In, in Antwerp, Belgium, a gentleman was interrupted, if we will, if you will while burglarizing a home. Well, he runs out the back door, runs across the yard. It's a nine-foot fence, but he doesn't want to get caught, so he scrambles up, drops over the other side, right into the city jail. (laughs) Sounds like a cartoon, doesn't it? But I looked it up. It really happened. Another one, a woman came home, and she sees her husband in the kitchen, and, and he's shaking violently. 
and she's trying to figure out what's going on. Then she sees a, a wire coming from his waist to what looked like the electric tea kettle. And she said, oh, my gosh, my husband. So she runs outside where she had seen a limb. And thinking to knock him off this electricity because he's getting electrocuted, she runs in and she swings that limb so hard it breaks his arm in two places. Now, the bad thing is, the shame of it all is he's listening to his old Walkman laying there on the counter. (laughs) For those that don't know what a Walkman is, it's what we had before phones that we could listen to music on. These are bad days. Those are things that people had happened to them that's like, oh, I think all of us can come up with some story of our own, funny and otherwise. We've had those days at times, I believe. I I would suspect that everyone in here over the age of three or four, and even younger, they just can't speak it as well, have had days that just seemed like that everything was going wrong, that everything was going bad. The text here in in the book of Acts shows that Paul and Silas was having one of those days. Things just was not going well. Now, let me say something right now that at first you may tend to disagree with me a little bit, but I hope that you'll hear me out this morning. Bad days only get worse for those who don't know Christ. They only get worse for those that don't know Christ. And you may say, well, no, I don't know about that. We've all had bad days. Some of us have maybe even had bad weeks. I have been there. And I know that when I am not serving Christ or I am not in the center of his will, those days can get pretty stressful. When I start taking things on myself rather than focusing on on the things that God would have me to do, the stress level can go up and the day continually gets worse. But we need to stop and remember, thank God we have the promise of Scripture that says that if I will confess my sins unto the Lord, He is faithful and true to cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Amen. Because you see, an unrighteous man really does not have any hope. An unrighteous man, he has no hope of things getting better. He has nothing to look forward to. Regardless of how bad my day may seem right now, if I stop and remember that if I confess my sins, that I have been made clean, I have been made righteous, if I come before the Lord and have accepted Him as my Lord and Savior, I have hope. The prophet Amos says it well. I meant to get this to to the guys in the back so they could put it up on the screen, but you can go back and read it. But in Amos chapter 5, verse 19, he says an unrighteous man is like a man who runs from a bear. He comes up on a bear. He runs from the bear, but he gets away. Excuse me, excuse me, starts out with a lion. He comes up on a lion, and he runs from the lion and gets away from the lion to only come up onto a bear. But somehow he gets away from the bear, and he gets home. But he leans on his wall, on the wall in exhaustion and gets bit by a snake. That's Amos 5.19. That's what the life of an unrighteous man is like. Because regardless of how often you run away from the trouble, the trouble is eventually going to find you because the only way out is through Jesus Christ. But those who have Christ in their life knows that there's an eternal hope. That man in the book of Amos, that is a bad day. It is rough. For those who are not ready to meet the Lord, it is a continuous bad day. It is continuously going to get worse. It is going to continuously not be what they want it to be. It's going to continually fall down all around them because they're not focusing on where they need to focus. Revelation 20, verse 10 says that they will be tormented both day and night for eternity. 
You see, we may think we have a bad day, but if we will stop and put it back into the perspective of eternity, it's the unrighteous that really have the bad day. If we as Christians will stop in the midst of what we think is a bad day and remember, no matter how bad this may seem, I have eternity and glory set before me, then I can get my spirits back where they need to be. It's true, a child of God can have a bad day, but a bad day will not have the last word. God has that last word. God is the one who brings it forth. God is the one who will secure us. In Psalms chapter 30, y'all, many of y'all may have memorized it, but in Psalms chapter 30, David is singing out, and he says, I, I exalt you, Lord, for you lifted me out of the depths. You lifted me and did not allow my enemies to gloat over me. Lord, my God, I call to you for help because you healed me. You, Lord, you brought me up from the realm of the dead. You inspired me. You pulled me down, pulled me from out of the pit. Praise God. When we think about God, when we think about how cleansed we are, when we think about who it is we serve, no matter how bad the day may seem, no matter how bad the day may get, I can look up as David did and say, God, no matter how many enemies I have, you have protected me where they cannot gloat over me. No matter how deep I may sink myself, your arms are far long enough to reach in and grab me. The verse 5 of that psalm says, for your, his anger lasts only for a moment while his grace and his forgiveness and his love last for a lifetime. Weeping may stay for the night, but hallelujah, rejoicing comes in the morning. No matter how bad the day may seem, no matter how much the news may hurt that you hear from the doctor or, or whomever, regardless of how rough it is and seems in your life, it only lasts for the night. For in the morning is the dawn of the sun. And I'll say S-U, excuse me, S-O-N. Even if whatever it is takes your life today, if you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I have eternity set up in glory. What is one 24-hour day compared to eternity? My day may seem bad, but it's going to get better. It's those who don't know Christ, who have taken their focus off Christ, that the day continually gets worse. Those whose focus is on Jesus can stop and say, it's rough right now. But I know what Romans 8.28 says, that, that all this, everything, God can cause to work together for the good of those who love him and are called according to his purpose. If I can stop and remember that in, in the Gospel of John, he says, Jesus is speaking to you and I, and he says, in this world of tribulation, take courage. Why? Because I have overcome the world. I can walk through this world regardless of what it throws at me and have courage no matter how bad the day may be because the one in whom I've placed my faith, the one in whom I've placed my trust, the one in whom that has say over everything else, even our politics. I think a lot of folks think the political is out of God's hands. Everything that happens on this earth, my God is bigger. And if I put my faith in him, I may not understand how everything's going to work, but I have an eternity set in glory. No matter how bad my day may seem at the moment, I have the hope of spending time with my Heavenly Father. Hallelujah. Praise God. It, when we stop and remember that, that God said, I have given you victory, I have given you these things to, to stand upon, I can turn things around. So when your day is going bad, when you're having that bad day, 
what should we do? Look at look look what Paul and Silas did. In verse in chapter sixteen, looking down there in verse twenty five, he says, "About midnight." It's the middle of the night now. They've been beaten. They were stripped, beaten, thrown into the, to the cell, locked in chains. Their feet are shackled to the stocks. About midnight, Paul and Silas are praying and singing hymns to God, and the prisoners were listening to them. Now let's stop there for just a moment. The victory in overcoming bad days, when we have them happen in our life, and we do, the victory in overcoming those bad days, when the timing schedule starts putting the pressure upon you, maybe it's a testing for you students, maybe it's a job thing, maybe it's a medical condition, maybe it's just a day where everything's going wrong. When we stop and put it back into perspective, when I stop and look to the Lord, what did Paul and Silas do? The victory overcoming the, the, the badness of the day, if you will, was when they stopped and it says they prayed and they sang. Folks, listen to me now. Prayer plus praise equals deliverance. Prayer plus praise equals deliverance. First, when we realize we're in the midst of this bad day, when things aren't going the way I want them to go, when, when things aren't going the way I feel as though that, that, that things should maybe, I should stop and say, God, show me. Is it me or the world or what needs to happen? We need to stop and pray. Start calling on the name of the Lord. Take your heart and, and just say it to God. Get a simple prayer from the Lord. It doesn't have to be a written out liturgy. It doesn't have to be a, a memorized prayer. You can just stop and say, God, spend some time with the God who, who loves you so much that he wants to hear from you. If you didn't know this, guys, my Heavenly Father, your Heavenly Father, if you know Jesus, your Lord and Savior, He wants to hear from you. And He listens. Remember Christ's promise. He said, my sheep hear my voice. In other words, when I pray, I should pray and open dialogue with Him and then listen for what He has to say. And you know what oftentimes we will hear? My yoke is easy and my burden is light. Have you ever heard somebody say to themselves, I need to take it easy on myself? Have you ever told somebody you need to take it easy on yourself? We as Christians need to listen to that. I think we're pretty hard sometimes. Have you ever been in a situation that caused you great distress? There was just so much pressure, there was so much tension, and you didn't know where to turn. You had all this stuff going on in your life, and you just didn't know what to do. You didn't know where to go. Everything is just just, just going every which way, topsy-turvy. It's like the spring's been sprung. And you just don't know what else to say. It is then that we, if we hadn't already done so, we should stop and remember, my God said, my yoke is easy and my burden is light. If we will remember that when that day is going bad, that means I'll give it to Jesus. Why? Because if this is so heavy and I'm so burdened and I can't handle it, but yet my God said, my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Give it unto me. If I, in the midst of that bad day, will remember, you know, I'm in the midst of a, a, a pressure thing at school as well. I have a 50 to 60 page essay I have to have done by next week. And at first I was very, you can ask Sherry, I was just, I couldn't even write because I was so stressed about writing. And finally I said, you know, I need to put things back in perspective. My God's bigger. Jake said it in, in, in men's Bible study this past Wednesday, he said, what's going to have priority 20 years from now? Your family or that essay? Yeah. Where's the priority? 
It's just an essay. And all of a sudden, the writing just came. And I was just tearing out page after page. And, and like one night, I had 30 pages. You know, things are just happening. And, I'm, and things, why? Because I realized my yoke is easy. My burden is light. Just give it to God. Sometimes our bad days, I think our bad days, because we forgot he's already made the sacrifice. He's already paid that price. Simply because we didn't take it to the Lord in prayer. Joseph Scrivens, uh, Bob and Chris may know that name, but Joseph Scrivens was having a bad day, I guess you could say. He was keenly aware of the power of prayer. It sustained him in one of the most trying times of his, of his life. The day before he was supposed to get married, his fiance drowned. She drowned the night before he was supposed to get married. And as he's tore up and, and broken over this, his mother gets very ill. He writes her a letter and, and, and sends her this letter. And enclosed in the letter are the lines to a poem. It's a poem that most of us have probably heard and or sang. The name of it is, What a Friend We Have in Jesus. What a friend we have in Jesus. In fact, that verse, verse it, it, it's, it's kind of an ironic truth. But what does he say? He said, oh, what peace we often forfeit. You know the song, oh, what peace we often forfeit. Oh, what needless pain we bear. Why? All because we did not carry it to the Lord in prayer. Folks, our bad days sometimes seem so incredibly bad and so overwhelmingly beyond us because we forgot to take it to the Lord in prayer. We have an open line to God. If you know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you have a capability of going right into the presence of God. An open line any time you need it to a person, to a being, to an entity that says, Take my yoke. I'll take yours. But mine is light. Mine is easy. I'd rather you wear mine. There's a story of the son who, who is going to, to jump on the bumper, back bumper of his dad's truck. Anybody that's lived out in the country knows that's what kids, that's what adults do. I've done that many times myself too. Run and just jump on the back of the bumper of the truck to get hitch a ride across the yard or Something like that. Well, that's one time his dad didn't hear his son say he was going to do that. So his dad's driving, and he hears his son yelling and screaming back there. And he, he stops, and he, he goes around there and sees that his son had jumped on it and had slid down and been being drugged for several yards across the yard. Well, his dad looks at him and, and, and sees that, yeah, he scraped up his legs, his knees. He's, he's pretty scraped up, but he's okay. And then he kind of chuckles a little bit, and he looks at him and says, asks that obvious question, and says, son, why didn't you just let go? But you know what? I think that God says the same thing. He's looking down at us sometimes and he's wondering, why don't you just let go? Why are you letting Satan drag you across the yard like this? Just let go. Why are you allowing life to, to, to just wrap it around you and make you all battered and scarred? Give it to me. My yoke is easy. My burden is light. How do you turn around a bad day? And, and guys, I'm preaching to you. I'm preaching to myself just as much as I'm speaking to you. How do we do it? We need to stop and we need to pray. When that storm comes up, no matter what kind of storm it is, 
may be in your relationship, may be in your marriage, it may be with your doctor, it may be wherever it is. When that storm comes up, we need to stop right then and pray for God to sustain us. God, give me the direction. Give me the energy. Give me the focus. God, I'm praying to you. And then when we pray, we should go follow it immediately with a continuation of praise. After Paul and Silas prayed, they began to sing hymns to God. They are locked in a jail cell, beaten and naked, and they're singing praises to the Lord. They prayed, and then they did what we tend to forget. They trusted God. We need to praise, whether in song or in words. Some of you may say, well, I don't sing. However, we should be saying, thank you, Jesus. Praise is a language of faith, guys. When I pray, I am asking the Lord. I'm, I'm impeding, you know, I'm, I'm saying, Lord, show me. I'm, I'm putting forth my heart's desire. But then in praise, I'm saying that I know you're, you're big enough. I have the faith to believe that you're going to bring out whatever needs to come out. The eyes of man would have tried to convince Paul and Silas. They would have looked at it and said, your situation has not changed. There's absolutely nothing to sing about. Why in the world are you doing that? You're beaten, you're naked, you're chained to a wall. How dare you sing? Why would you sing? Your God has forsaken you. You're chained to a wall and, and, and nothing has changed. But yet Paul and Silas, they prayed and they knew something had changed. They knew, though they couldn't see it, though they couldn't feel it as of yet, they knew because they had a hotline to God, because they were saved by God, because God said, I will never leave you nor forsake you, because God said, I will always be with you, no matter what it may be. They knew they had a bad day, but they gave it to God, and when they had that peace of knowing, I've given it to the Father, all of a sudden that yoke became easy, the burden became light, and they could sing. And in that song, they just started praising God and thanking Him. Prayer plus praise equals deliverance, guys. When we will pray to the point of believing that my God hears, peace comes into our hearts. A deliverance moves over us. Even though it had been a bad day up to that point, even, even though they were in prison, even though they were chained to the stocks, God was with them. It takes faith to praise God. It does. It means you have to have faith. When your day has been bad, it takes faith to sing praises unto the Lord for what He has done, while it looks like He hasn't done anything at all. It takes faith when the world is saying, why are you singing that that nothing's changed in your situation? You're still ill. You're still chained to a wall. You're still broke. Whatever it is, the world and Satan and all can say, you're still But it takes faith that when I pray, God's word does not return void. That when I pray, I'm speaking to the one who said he loves me enough that he would die for me. When I'm praying, I am praying to the one that says that I am more than a conqueror through him. When I pray, I have the faith of knowing that though I may not see the victory taking place around me, I know it is. That's why we praise. That's why we sing. That's why we say, thank you, Jesus. I may not see the actual difference in the situation right now, but I know my God is working on it. I know his hands are in it. And if I believe that, once I have prayed and I put my my problems in the hands of God, then what else is there to do? I've given it all to him. To do anything less is to suggest that either God didn't hear us, Or God doesn't care. 
But if you believe that God hears you and you believe he cares about you, then praise him because he's not going to turn a blind eye. If you believe that you know Jesus Christ, your Lord and Savior, and you're praying through the name of Jesus Christ and you lift it up to him and you believe that he hears you, you believe he cared enough about you, he said, I'll never leave you nor forsake you. If I know he heard me, and I know he cares about me, then even if they take my life today, to be absent from the bodies, to be present with the Lord. And I consider that all a gain. Paul and Silas were able to sing praises because they knew their God was on top of things. When we are having a bad day, folks, when things aren't working the way we want to, we need to remember to pray. In fact, oftentimes, I can trace those bad days to the fact that I didn't pray that morning. I got up in a hurry or something, and, and all of a sudden I'll stop and say, wow, you know, I threw up some flippant, this is the day the Lord has made, I shall rejoice and be glad in it. There's your prayer, i got to go. I wish I could tell you I've never done that. Well, I've never said there's your prayer. would never do that. <laughs> Yeah, I bet the car wouldn't start at all at that point. But I have thrown up those quick, vain repetitions at times. I think that's the days that things don't go the way they ought to. And I stop and I remember, I didn't pray. As Paul and Silas was locked in that prison, beaten, naked, chained to the wall, the world saying... There's nothing changed. Why are you singing? It says all the prisoners are listening. They're singing praises. So you know what happens? All the prisoners hear them singing. All the prisoners hear them praising God. And they're thinking, what are they praising God for? Nothing's changed. The walls start to shake. The prison starts to shake. Everything starts to shake. And it says that the doors were opened and they were delivered. They didn't know that God was going to shake that prison. They didn't know if God was even going to let them get out of this alive. But they did know that God was in control. They sang and they praised, and God opened those doors. And folks, I would tell you this morning that not only did that become a pretty good day, but how many of those prisoners heard the singing and the praising of, of, of the Lord through Paul and Silas saw God answer those prayers and that praise with the shaking of the walls and the doors open, how many prisoners and centurions, guards, come to know Christ that day? And Paul and Silas could walk out and say, thank you, Lord, you used me again. Folks, we are not to get so caught up in our bad days that we lose sight. Yes, things happen. You may go get in a wreck. You may have medical conditions. You may have money issues. There's all kinds of stuff that if we focus on it can say that this is a bad day. There's all kinds of things we'll let ruin our day. But if we will stop and say, yeah, it was a wreck, but my God's in control. Yeah, I don't have much money, but you know what? My God is big. Yeah, you know, I'm having some relational issues, but I am praying for myself to be in my, my marriage, what God's called me to be so that he can then through me Change my spouse. Folks, when we stop and put our focus not on the day, not on the situation, 
not on the problem, not on the things that we think is ruining our day, but stop and put our focus on the fact that my God is bigger, that my God hears me, that my God loves me, that my God cares for me. If I know that he is bigger, he cares for me, he loves me, and he offers me to take on his yoke because his burden is easy. If I have all those kinds of promises and the faith to believe it, how could I do anything but say, thank you, Jesus. The bad day is not going to get worse for the Christian if the Christian will stop and put his focus back where it's supposed to be, which is on the victory of Jesus Christ. Our days may be rough sometimes, may have a rough week. Some folks in these hospitals have rough goes for months on end. But the great thing is that one day this night's going to end. And the morning's going to be a new dawn. Whether in this side of glory or the other side of glory. Because I know Christ, the sun's going to shine. So this morning, I pray what we will remember is prayer plus praise equals deliverance. You having that bad day, pray. And say, thank you, Jesus. And when somebody asks, well, what are you thanking me for? He hasn't done anything yet. Oh, yes, he has. I just haven't seen it yet. Praise Him. And the deliverance comes by the peace in your heart of it's not a bad day anymore. Because I know my God loves me. Now if you're here this morning and you don't know Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, then I'm going to say it is going to get worse. For as Amos said, that unrighteous man, you may run from one, two, three, fifteen problems, bad days. You think you got it going on. You're all that and a bag of chips. And just when you sit back, the snake bites you on the tail. Why go that route? Why not have it put your faith in the one who's greater than anything that Satan has to throw? If you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, he said, whomsoever. Doesn't matter what you've done in your past. There may be consequences to those actions, but as far as your spiritual life goes, he said, if you will believe in your heart, And confess with your mouth that I am the Son of God and believe that I was resurrected and ask me to cleanse you and come into your life, so shall you be saved. That whomsoever means everyone. If you're here this morning for whatever reason, if you're you're listening by the, the computer or the internet or the radio, however it goes, If you are in a position that Satan's told you you're not worthy, I'm going to tell you my God said you're not only worthy, He chose to die for you. He chose you. You don't have to do anything to earn it. He already has chosen you. Now will you choose Him? If you are here this morning and you know Jesus is your Lord and Savior, then I would say stop and think about that. When those days get bad, when the tension is, is, is building, stop and pray. And then praise Him for the, what He's going to do. And you'll have the deliverance move over your heart almost immediately. You may still be in the midst of this jail. You may still be chained to the stocks. But the peace in your heart will put a smile on your face. And you'll be as Paul and Silas, be able to sing so the prisoners can hear you question this morning is where are you
Do you know Jesus as your Lord and Savior? If not, I would encourage you to make that decision today. I'd love to pray with you. You can pray right where you're at. Maybe grab a brother and sister or sister from one side of the aisle or the other, whatever. But make that decision before it's too late. If you do know Jesus as your Lord and Savior, and you may be in the midst of that bad day. You may have got up this morning and, and, and uh, your, your, your wife kicked you off the bed and you banged your knee on the floor as you hit the deck, whatever. Your day may have just started off, off bad. And you're saying, it's Sunday, it's got to be it's got good, it's got to be good, and then the car don't start. And the kids were late getting outside, and the dog got out of the fence, and all of a sudden, you're yelling and screaming, and you get to church, and you put on that smile. Yeah, everything's great. Even if that's you today, I'm going to tell you this morning, if you will stop right now. Satan attacks on Sunday just like he does any other day. If you'll stop and remind Satan, I'm not yours, I'm his. And I choose this day to put on the yoke of my Lord. For his burden's lighter than yours. And I choose to go to the one who loves me for who I am. Not for what he can use me for like you would, Satan. I love Christ. And for that reason, Lord, help me through this. And thank you in advance for whatever you're going to do. And all of a sudden, there's going to be a peace. And you're going to be able to say, thank you, Jesus. It's your decision this morning, and I still stand by the, the, the submission I made earlier. For the Christian, the day should not continually be bad. There may be bad things that happen, but for you, you can have a smile on your face. Say, Lord, I don't know what's going on, but thank you that I have eternity set in glory. For my hope in you is greater than the distress of this situation. Where are you this morning? So I'll stand and lead us in a word of prayer. Whatever God's calling you to do today, if He's calling you to make a decision, a choice of some sort, maybe He's telling you it's time to take on His, His yoke. Whatever God's telling you today, if you didn't hear anything else, let this bounce around in your head. The ugly bald guy said that prayer plus praise equals deliverance. Prayer plus praise will equal deliverance. Simple equation. So in the midst of a hard time, you don't have to memorize whole scriptures. I just need to pray and praise. Thank you, Jesus. And then the scriptures will come. Let's go to Lord in prayer. Father God, I come before you this morning thanking you that, that you give us those promises, that you spoke through David back in that Psalms to where no matter how deep the pit may be, that this day, this night will end and there will be a new dawn. Father, may we not forget that. This night can only last for so long and your glory will come in the morning. May we never forget that. For your burden is light. Your yoke is easy. May we choose your yoke rather than our own, Lord. And may your will be done in the lives of these people. And Lord, if there is someone here today, for whatever reason, has not accepted you, for whatever reason, has not chosen life over death, may you make your will known to them in such a magnificent way that that decision shall be made before it's too late. I love you, Lord.
and I praise your holy name. It's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen. As we sing this morning, whatever God's laying on your heart, will you take it to him? Maybe he's just telling you, I've been here all along. Why didn't you just let go of the bumper? Let's quit being stubborn and let go as we sing.